Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by two entrepreneurs, Chris Beoso and Armando Pantoja. Tune in to learn more about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. All right, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast. Um, and I'm super excited for today's episode because we have a guest on the podcast that's doing some phenomenal things. And we're going to get into that today. But you guys already know, before we get into the podcast, if you could do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and review on your listening platform, it would really mean the world to us. And it would help us grow this platform to reach more people that needs to hear this information. Uh, we had a comment about YouTube. Um, someone was saying, hey, you guys need to get on YouTube. Uh, we are on YouTube. You just got to hit the link in our Instagram bio and you can you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, and you can watch it on YouTube as well. So just hit that link in our bio. Uh, with all that out the way, let me give you guys a little information about our guest today. She is the founder and CEO of La Morista, which is a digital publication, uh, a digital media publication that's dedicated to empowering and sharing the stories of the next generation of Latinas that are making an impact in our culture and community. Phenomenal, right? So um, the, and their website is absolutely amazing. A lot of different great articles on there that speak about a variety of things. I was just on there this morning. Um, they give you different ways to, um, you know, empower and different ways to support uh, Latina owned businesses from, you know, different fashion brands you can support and even different candles that are owned by Latinas that you can support. Um, she's doing some amazing stuff. Welcome, Marivette, to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited to chat with you and to share my story. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, this podcast, you know, the, the myself and the other hosts, Armando, we're, we're both Puerto Rican. We got a we got a, a Puerto Rican audience, a big Puerto Rican audience. Um, so we've seen that you were with Discover Puerto Rico I think it was <laughs> last night or the, the night before. Uh, yeah. And some other big platforms too. Talk to us about what you were doing and like what you guys were getting into. Looks like you were kind of learning about the, the Puerto Rican culture and whatnot. Love to hear your perspective. Yes. Um, and I might have a slight hangover because of it. <laughs> uh, so last night uh, we were invited to attend an event um, hosted by Discover Puerto Rico as well as um, Rums of Puerto Rico. Um, and so the event was held in a Puerto Rican restaurant uh, a Chef Mandine's restaurant, La Placita mm -hmm. in Miami. Um, and it was fantastic. We, I'm not Puerto Rican, uh, mm -hmm. but um, we were able to enjoy different rums uh, from mm -hmm. different distilleries in Puerto Rico, get the history mm -hmm. of it, the differences between each of them, um, as well as uh, create our own piña colada, which I did not know was originally mm -hmm. created in Puerto Rico. Um, and then uh, we also got to learn how to make mofongo, which I love mm -hmm. mofongo. Never in a million years did I ever think that I would learn how to make it, but we learned how to make it from the chef um, from La Placita, super delicious. And then we walked away with some great treats. Um, and the idea behind it was to support tourism in mm -hmm. Puerto Rico, as well as the, the, the ROMs and the distilleries in Puerto Rico. So a really great event. Um, and it felt 
it felt briefly like I was in Puerto Rico too. <laughs> no, that's absolutely awesome because uh, my wife and I, we when we went to Puerto Rico, um, we went to the Bacardi distillery out there, right? And you can go on a tour and it's very informative. It, it's amazing to learn about the history. Yes. Um, but for the people that don't know, I actually don't drink. I just choose not to. So uh-huh. it was it was interesting, like, you know, going around and then at the end, they give you like a, a shot of their uh, Bacardi specifically that they have in Puerto Rico only, that they only sell there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I, I mean, I got to try it, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, I took that shot and I was like, man growing some growing some hair on my chest <laughs> but anyways uh you know that's awesome that that you were doing that and that you dive into other cultures to learn you know uh, about their histories and whatnot so i definitely love that aspect um but with that being said i would we would love to know more about your background and your you know your upbringing and uh, where you're from as well so my name is Maribet. Uh, I was born and raised in Miami, Florida to uh, Nicaraguan immigrants. Um, they both fled Nicaragua during the Sandinista revolution, the civil war that was occurring in Nicaragua in the, the 80s. Um, and so they immigrated here in the late 80s. Uh, we have basically been living here since. Um, there's a, a small group of Nicaraguans, like there's a, a they call it like Little Managua. Um, and Sweetwater in Miami. That's it's just predominantly Nicaraguan. Um, but so so yeah. So that that's where I come from. That's uh, basically my 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 background. Um, very Nicaraguan in terms of I have a, a great big family that also lives here, and so um, much of my upbringing was very Nicaraguan, a uh, mm. little bit American. So uh, I, I eat the nacatamales and drink the mm. cacao. For those of you that are listening that are Nicaraguan, um, mm-hmm. just giving a shout out to our some of our cultures, some of our food. Um, and uh, in terms of the Mujerista, it, it basically came about in 2017, but it was mm. as a result of the 2016 presidential elections. Um, as many of you no, um, there was a lot of negative uh, rhetoric surrounding the Latino community right. um, and being Latina, uh, having, a, a, you know, come from a family of immigrants who have worked hard to earn money and sort of, quote unquote, live the American dream. Um, it was very difficult to hear the way that our communities were being spoken about. Um, and I felt very much attacked. And so mm-hmm. I felt this need to want to do something, but I just didn't know what exactly mm-hmm. what that would be. Um, and then came, you know, the Me Too movement and uh, this, you know, conversation about women in the workplace standing up for, for themselves and for each other. Um, and, you know, being a woman in the workplace in the U.S., uh, there's definitely been many instances where machismo has been prevalent or I've witnessed or been a part of or uh, suffered it myself. Um, so there was just all of these sort of things going on around me that led me to want to create something or do mm-hmm. something that would bring about change. Um, and so mm-hmm. eventually um, the idea came about to just create sort of like a blog, uh, mm-hmm. which is something I had done before. And I had been doing social media as my my day job at that time. Mm-hmm. And so um, I wanted to sort of put both of those things that I knew how to do and I felt that I was okay at (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted to put that together and um do something for women in specific and and Mm -hmm. then it came about well let's do Latinas because Mm -hmm. there's many platforms dedicated to American women millennial Mm -hmm. American women um but there was a handful at that time that was dedicated to 
Latinas. And then whatever mm -hmm. I did come across, uh, most of it, not all of it, but most of it uh, was heavy on, on the topics of like entertainment and fashion and mm -hmm. gossip entertainment and from like an American lens. Mm -hmm. um, and so with the Mujerista, I wanted to create something that was uh, speaking to the difficulties, the challenges that Latinas face, but also highlighting and showcasing and celebrating our cultures and some of these incredible feats that Latinas are, are doing across mm -hmm. the globe. Um, I wanted us to be seen in a positive light um, and more than anything, be seen, mm -hmm. period, in, in, in media, uh, because I, I strongly feel that you know, representation matters. And Absolutely. if we see ourselves in our in storytelling, then we feel like we can go out there and, and dream big and accomplish things and see ourselves in positions of power. Mm -hmm. um, and I think once we start seeing ourselves represented in, in, in media, um, then I think that real change can come about. And, mm -hmm. and so we've, we launched in 2018, January of 2018. Um, and since then, Think it was like a, a really perfect time because I wasn't apparently the only one looking for mm -hmm. media or platforms that spoke to like a, a millennial Latina um you know perspective. Mm -hmm. Um and so our our following started to grow, people wanted to be a part of it, write for it, collaborate. And so it started mm -hmm. it started growing awesome. much quicker than I anticipated. And and so now we have you know over 65,000 followers mm -hmm. through our social yeah. media, um, all self-funded. Uh, we did, for the most part, it was all self-funded, um, but but we've been working on it on our, you know, myself. I have a mm -hmm. very small team um, and, you know, we, we're not getting paid to do it. We, we kind right. of do this because it's something that we feel is important and we love. Um, and now we're kind of moving towards a direction of, you know, okay, let's figure out how to make this you know a business and, and figure yeah, out the finances for it yeah monetize and, and grow mm. the company that way we can bring other latinas and latinos along with us too mm. uh, I, I, no. <laughs> no, no 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 i mean i was letting you go because it's what you guys are doing is like you 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 mentioned like some other latinas overcoming some some huge um you know challenges and feats and whatnot but you know this in itself is is is, is a necessity right and i'm hearing you speak and it, a lot aligns with what we're doing over here at latin wealth you know a lot of people they think of latin wealth they think of you know money you know you uh, a lot of money and that's pro probably what they think right making a lot of money millionaires and whatnot but what we wanted to make this platform more is like hey um this is a place where you can come and you can learn about wealth but you can also live the life that you deserve and do the things that you deserve right that's really what wealth means to us and it was born it was birthed out of necessity like yourself like you were looking around for other platform you're looking for a need and it wasn't really out there same for us you know there's a handful of people out there that are really talking about wealth and you know entrepreneurship business but you find that there's more platforms out there that are talking about like comedy and whatnot like we're killing it in that aspect but we need to push this conversation um a lot more so my hat's goes off to you guys and the team for for even having the audacity to start this i think is absolutely a blessing um but i really want to know more about the mindset of you just jumping into something like this because that first initial jump to starting something 
um, it could be really fearful. It can be kind of scary. And you kind of told the story on another a podcast where you were trying to like get it perfect. You're trying to make it right. And one of your friends was like, just, just put it out there. Right. So talk to us about, you know, some of those, maybe those limiting beliefs that you had to start something like this. And look what happened. You started something that was an absolutely a necessity in our community. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, you know, it, it's like, like you said, it started as a necessity for the community. And then, you know, I had prior background with starting blogs and social media, and I honestly didn't think too much of it. So, um, I was just kind of working on it in the beginning at early stages. It was just kind of figuring out, okay, mm. you know, what could this be? And I, I also, I'm a big fan of aesthetics when it comes to brands. Mm. So I, I became really focused on, okay, what would the logo look like? Colors, what would we sound like? The whole branding around uh, the, the, the Mujerista. Um, and at that same time, uh, a close friend of mine was also starting her own business. And mm -hmm. he was way more ahead <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> of starting because she she was really, I think I learned a lot from her. You know, she was really pushing forward and, and any sort of no or, or door that was closing that, that came before her, she like pushed that, that mm -hmm. door open and was like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving right. forward. Um, and so I, I would, we would get together periodically um, to talk about, you know, where we were in terms of, you know, founding our business and creating mm -hmm. it and whatnot. And so um, she, she would provide updates, I would provide mine, but mine would, would stay stagnant because mm -hmm. I, I just kept feeling like I mm -hmm. needed to, it needed to be perfect. I needed to have mm -hmm. the perfect writers or contributors to help me start off. The, the logo needed to be perfect. The colors needed to be perfect. The website, you know, all of that stuff. And so um, I, I, for six months, I basically was, mm -hmm. you know, trying to create something that was perfectly designed in my mind. Um, and at some point, as you mentioned, she she had already launched her business mm -hmm. um, and she was, I guess, maybe tired of hearing about me like, oh, right. no, oh no, I don't know. Um, she was just like, F it. Can you like mm -hmm. your goal is January 1st of 2018. I don't care what you have and what you don't have. You are launching that website and you're like publicizing that you mm -hmm. uh, launched that website. And so having her sort of like set that deadline for me really helped. And I, I definitely encourage um, any entrepreneurs uh, to to find like a support circle of entrepreneurs that they can talk to about their business and, and just kind of go back and forth in terms of brainstorming mm -hmm. ideas. Um, but, but that's, that's basically what happened. And I, I think it, I was definitely fighting a little bit of that, like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. in terms of like, not feeling as if, You're you know, enough. it's a, yeah, like if it's good enough and, and, yeah. and in my mind, I knew that there was potential where it could be big. And so, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to also create a platform that's representative of the Latina community. And I didn't want to let our community down. And so I mm -hmm. think there was a little bit of that pressure. Um, and I really wanted it to, to be something really cool, something uh, unique and um, um, kind of like hip in terms of the, mm -hmm. the, the oh, look yeah. and the sound and, and who the, the Mujerista reader is. Um, and so I was really stuck on, okay, like what that would sound like and what that would look like. And I definitely learned that you can kind of fine tune that along the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, three, three or so, whatever many years later, we're still kind of, you know, figuring yeah, things nice. out at the same time. And 
um, it was definitely having to battle that, like, am I, am I good enough? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not an editor. I'm not, you know, a social media maven. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not an expert in these things. And so um, I was fighting a lot of that. And I've been fighting a lot of that throughout mm-hmm. the, the years of having the Mujerista. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pushing forward with it. And I also speak to, to other uh, fellow entrepreneurs. And I think mm-hmm. also talking in, in speaking about my story and, and hearing from, from other people has really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've definitely been fighting a lot of that and, and kind of learning that it's okay <laughs> to learn along the way. You know, Absolutely. Not, most, most CEOs and most founders have probably started three or four businesses before they found the, the mm-hmm. one that worked for mm-hmm. them. And, and success is definitely not overnight. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these founders um it took years for them to to get to Mm. where they are now and so I I think knowing that and reminding myself of that and also just hearing the positive words from people um from our community uh in in terms of them saying how essential and how much this kind of like fills this void for them has also helped (laughs) no absolutely that's um and and by the way your aesthetics the website I, I love what you said because you really speak to you know that latina you you said to yourself like what would they want to read like what is it they want to see so i love that and even looking at you guys' stuff i'm like damn we got to step we got to step our game up for sure because you guys <laughs> you guys are killing it but uh what i the reason i want i wanted you to, to speak about that is because when i first started the when this the idea of the the latin wealth first came up um i'll be honest with you um i don't even speak spanish myself i don't speak it at all like very it's very choppy and whatnot and so i had ran this idea by somebody in my family and they're like how are you going to start a latin wealth platform but you don't even speak spanish yourself and at first it was like it kind of hurt because i was like damn that is true but i was like no i have to do it because it's a necessity and there's somebody out there that needs to hear this information Mm -hmm. and something i tell people a lot like hey you would be surprised where the wealthiest people are in the world. It's not Dubai. It's not downtown Manhattan. It's not Beverly Hills. It's not Miami. It's the graveyard. Because so many people die with ideas that people need, million dollar, million dollar ideas, you know, platforms that could have been created, but they simply just didn't do it out of fear, out of like, hey, someone says something to them. And they're like, hey, I, I can't do it because... I can't speak Spanish or, you know, with you, like, I don't have very much, you know, experience in this area. I can't do it, but it's a necessity for you. So if you have, the reason why I'm saying is if you have an idea, if you have something that you want to create, you got to just do it, whether you're perfect or not. Most time, most times, often not, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to run into things that you couldn't prepare for in the process. So that's why I wanted you to bring that up and speak to the people out there because we all have things inside of us that the world needs to see. I completely uh, agree with everything that you're you're saying, and I think for me personally, um, it's it's really important. And I, I mm. actually t- talked to somebody about this um, like two weeks ago. Um, how it was really important to start it, not just for myself um, right. and for like our community, but for my parents, for my family. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they, you know, they, they sacrificed a lot. They, you know, they, they had that immigrant story where they fled mm-hmm. a, a war um, and came to the United States uh, crossing the border. My mother was pregnant with me when she crossed the border. Wow. Um, and then, you know, 
came to Miami and they all kind of started all over whatever education they had or whatever college degrees they were pursuing it it didn't exist here Um, and my mom uh, started as a cashier in McDonald's and um, had to learn a new language my dad same thing Um, and then he he at some point was like I'm going to go get my AA from you know our local college and he did it um, and now they they are they are homeowners. Uh, they put wow. both of their daughters through college. Um, my mother's a manager at, at McDonald's mm-hmm. and, and yeah, is very content. Yeah, she's very happy in her life. Um, and and my dad too. And I think uh, you know their sacrifice uh, mm-hmm. definitely I think pushes me to to kind of do more because I know I, I have a lot of privileges. Um, living here and uh, there's a lot of things afforded to me or things that I can do and, and risks that I can take because I have a support mm-hmm. system um, and I, I just feel like the least I can do is take these risks um, mm-hmm. you know because they're that's something that they weren't really allowed to do that they weren't yeah. able to do um, and so uh, yeah, I, I think a, a lot of that, I know that there's some guilt in that in that mm-hmm. conversation as well because you know you also, sometimes feel guilty when you're not doing more or uh, mm. doing whatever your parents aspired for you because right. you know, they sacrifice so much. Um, but it, it also pushes me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, are, are your parents, are they supportive of what you're doing? Like, what is, like when you first presented this to them, were, were <laughs> they like, what the heck are you doing? Um, like you said, they came here, um, you know, and they really had to work for what they had. And you taking risks, it can be scary for parents. I know even myself, yes. like if I run ideas by what I'm doing, they're like, you're crazy, but we'll support you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, for a long time, I didn't really tell my okay. parents, barely anyone, um, what I was doing. Uh, I was afraid of what their reaction would be. Um, I knew that they wouldn't understand it. And so I didn't want that negativity mm, around. Absolutely. Me, you know, when I started it. Um, and so I kind of just kept it a secret. And every now and then when these really incredible opportunities com- would come about, whether it's attending some sort of cool event or interviewing someone amazing for the site, um, whenever those opportunities would come about, I would pick and choose which, like when I would share it, uh, because if it was someone I felt that they would know, then okay, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll share it. If it's somebody that I, I figured they wouldn't, I wouldn't. Um, but as more and more of those opportunities started to come about, they're like, wait a second, why does she mm-hmm. keep interviewing these people? Why does yeah. why is she continuing to attend these weird events? Like, how is yeah. this happening? Because that's not her day job. <laughs> and so, and then there were other times when, you know, other family or friends found out or uh, yeah. about what I was doing, um, they would start asking my parents about it. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I sort of came, I don't want to say came clean, but I, I kind of gave them a, a little bit more background as to what I was doing and explained mm-hmm. them what we said. They, they definitely still did not understand it. They were just mm-hmm. like, but are you making money? But are you making mm-hmm. money? <laughs> and, um, you know, I was like, no, you know, no, I'm not. It's, mm-hmm. It's like a, a process. Hopefully one day I will. Right, right. Um, and and so uh, now I think this last few months, really, um, it's when they have really understood it and the power mm. that it has. Um, they I mean, they support me, 
of course. Uh, I think they just don't understand fully mm. what it is, uh, right, but they, right. they, they, they understand a little bit more and they understand that there's right. behind it and that, um, you know, we've, we've interviewed these incredible people. And um, I've also been granted like a, a few awards and mm. uh, a couple of grants as well. And so having mm. that as sort of like a, you see what I'm doing is great and people like it. And, um, uh, you know, there's, there's power to this. It's kind of opened their eyes up a little bit more on, on what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that because that's, that's a lesson in itself. You know, we have to keep in mind, you know, as entrepreneurs, as creative, as people that want to build something, we're not always going to get the support that we expect from yeah. people. And we can't expect that because they don't they can't see our visions they don't have our eyes they can't see what we want to accomplish so we do have to give the people around us that space and grace to like look one day you're gonna see you're gonna literally see what i've been working for and what i'm building so i love that they're supportive but you also it seems like you understand like look it's gonna take time for them to fully grasp like what we're yes. trying to accomplish here um I, I love that. I'm, I'm sorry but uh so I also wanted to share, like, aside from my families, I also had like friends or people that I knew um, in my social circle who didn't understand mm-hmm. it either. Um, and I'm like, oh, but you're Latina, you're millennial, you live in my like, you know, you should get this. And and there were there were a lot of moments of of not understanding. Um, and so I, I learned at some point, like you said, I needed to give people some space and sort of mm-hmm. show and prove, um, yeah you know, what, what the Mujerista is and what the Mujerista mm. is capable of doing. Um, and, and so I just wanted to share one more story regarding please, this topic is, please, please do. you know, for my family, uh, we were featured in an article on Forbes.com. Mm. And when, when I was approached for that, and when the article finally came up, I was over the moon excited <laughs> about it. And I went to my parents to tell them, hey, like this happened and it's, you know, we're talking about the Mujerisa and, uh, you know, we're, we're being asked all these questions regarding the Mujerisa. And, and so uh, we're, we're showing, I mean, you know, I'm showing the article to, to my parents and, and they kind of like, okay, cool. Like, what is this? And then just went back to watching, you know, whatever the news or the telenovela they're watching. Um, and I, I remember that was very painful for me because I was just super excited. It, it was like a big deal. That's um, Forbes. I know. And I was like, it's Forbes. <laughs> and then I had to, I had to sort of like calm yeah, down yeah. because mm-hmm. I realized, oh, they don't, they don't know Forbes. They don't read Forbes. Right. Forbes, they didn't grow up with Forbes. You know, they could care less about Forbes. And so, um, uh, they, I had to learn like, okay, like, mm-hmm. I, like you said, I need to give them some space. Yeah. Um, and sort of when it comes to certain things that I know that they know, you know, I can expect, a a, a better, um, better like reception i guess too right right right, right. I get. um but if it's something a little bit more american i gotta i gotta calm down and be like okay yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so something else you mentioned in another interview is you know you, you spoke about like earlier in the conversation that a lot of this is self-funded um but you also went into a little bit of some crowdfunding so what I was saying is in that interview, you said that it's really difficult to ask people for money in our community. Like it's almost taboo. It's almost like a bad thing to bring up to ask for money. And I don't know if you, you asked your parents specifically or maybe friends and family, but talk about that dynamic. Talk about like a little bit about crowdfunding and um, why, why do you think it, you think it's a, it's a bad thing that we 
that people feel like it's a bad thing that we ask for money, right? Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, so we, a lot of this has been self-funded and um, I hadn't really, I mean, I knew crowdfunding and what it was, but I didn't know that I could possibly use that kind of a platform to raise money for them. At least I didn't think that was possible. I kept thinking who would want to donate and support us monetarily in this way. Um, and, uh, you know, our, my director of, of business development, Ashley, for the Mujerista, she, she kept, you know, insisting and was like, there's this really great uh, program or I'm sorry, platform called iPhone Women, where mm -hmm. it's women crowd, like crowdfunding for their businesses. Take a call with them, you know, learn about it. And so I, I was basically convinced after that. And I thought, you know what, let me just like I like earlier, like we talked about earlier, just take that risk and see what happens. If people say no, then I move on to the next thing. It's fine. Um, and so we set up a crowdfunding campaign. We raised uh, ten thousand mm. uh, dollars, and so we were able to use that money to kind of keep the mujerista afloat for you know another year. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, again, it's it's to pay our contributors, designers, um, you know, whatever team we have. Um, and so it was it was a great blessing. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms leading up to it, it was so difficult I guess like there was pushback from me um because I I again there was a little bit of the imposter syndrome of like mm. who am I like it's a small platform where I don't think people are going to care to donate um I didn't realize the power of, of community and like mm. I guess how much people really supported what we were doing one um and two it, I, I I think ingrained in Latino culture is that you don't talk about money. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was part of talking about money is like you don't ask people for money. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's taboo. Mm -hmm. um, I can't really figure out, you know, yeah. why exactly it's taboo, but I know that's been ingrained in me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you keep your finances and your, your wealth, all that stuff, you keep it mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and so I think a lot of that played into me being concerned and afraid to ask for money. I didn't want people to think that we're struggling, that mm -hmm. I was struggling, that, you know, this wasn't working. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, we need money. Um, that's what I kept thinking was the mentality that people might have if we mm -hmm. did that. So I really had to change that mindset into right. it's not that we're struggling it's that we're 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 doing well but we need in right. order for us to to grow as a business as a brand and to continue to bring more resources and incredible mm -hmm. insight to the, the women in our community you know we need your help and mm -hmm. i had to also change the mindset of it's okay to ask for help exactly. you know it's not it's not a bad thing and most people who have gotten uh, you know, great accolades or that are wealthy or whatever, they, they ask for help, you know? Help. It, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, it shouldn't be tab taboo. We shouldn't be afraid to do it. Um, it's, and most of us have asked for help at some mm, point in our lives to, to further and improve our lives. And so I, I really had to change how I looked at that. And I think what helped was speaking to people, uh, who had crowdfunded, um, others that weren't a part of like the Latino community, um, where they were like, you know, it's totally fine, you know, and especially when when it came from a perspective of, you know, wealthy white men uh, that would or not even wealthy white men, but just white men in, in business and how they're constantly asking for help yeah. or they're asking for money and investments. And I I had to look at it as that way. If, you know, I couldn't be afraid if yeah. I'm afraid I'm not going to you know move for, forward and, mm -hmm. and and further the Mujerista. 
Um, so I had to sort of like put myself in this mentality of like, okay, mm. I'm a, I'm a white man in America. Yeah. I was going to say like most of these business people, to be honest with you, that we talk to and that we're aware of, they don't even use their own money to make these investments. They use other people's money. Yes. And then something you know, most when you read a lot of uh, like books written by some of these like investors yeah. or business entrepreneurs, they'll tell you like, don't use your money. Don't use your, your credit card. Don't nope. use, don't use any of that. Yeah. And I'm like, but how, how do I, how do I do that? Like I yeah. can't, if I go knocking on somebody's door in New York, they're not going to just give me money. And um, it's, it was funny. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but I was watching the Netflix series Inventing Anna Delvey. Um, mm. And it's about this uh, white woman, I think white European woman mm. who uh, came to New York and uh, told everybody she was a German heiress, which was totally false. She was mm. not. And that she had this trust fund in Germany with all this money from her father. Um, and then she had this business idea, but she couldn't touch that trust fund money. Mm -hmm. um, so at least not yet, like it would right. be a process. And so, but she had this, this business idea that was incredible and revolutionary. And she just started to, you know, attend events where she knew people with money would be the, she would attend events where um, like artists and like mm -hmm. cultural, you know, uh, influencers or whatever would, mm. would be at and she just started telling them I have this idea it's going to be this much money you know I like it's going to be great and um she would convince these bankers yeah. to loan her money um or to sign you know documents saying that she uh like she she had money in her trust right. fund uh, she 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 convinced them to basically give her money to start like a business mm. and then it ended up being completely false and she scammed people out of millions of dollars and i'm like I, how how is this possible you know it how, like if i did that I, I would be questioned about everything i would need to prove all these documents or yeah. like you know about the company or like and like where we are financially and she just she just would go into offices and be like i have money this is my idea and it's great and they would just mm. you know believe yeah. her well one thing <laughs> i will say there's a lesson in that story now, I wouldn't recommend it going out scamming people. Yes, don't. <laughs> but what I will say that she did good was oftentimes we wonder like, yo, how can we get around people that are high level, whatever, business people? How can I get around people that have built a community? Well, we need to go where these people are at. So like you said, she went to these events. She went to like where the wealthy people were at. She wasn't going to where she knew people were going to deny her or like, wasn't going to give her money maybe her family or some of those people she was going where the money was at she was going where the wealthy people were at um and same for people out that are listening to this you know if you're wondering how to grow your business or add to your business we got to go where those people hang out at, you know what i'm saying and also be like confident in what you're doing confident a lot of a lot of it too is confidence yeah. and yeah that's something that i definitely struggle with and mm -hmm. um i i i I'm learning to to build on, mm -hmm. but but it definitely Man, you, helps. You, you, you killing it! I, I mean, I don't know how you killing it though. <laughs> you doing some amazing things. Uh, thank um, you. Yeah, I appreciate the transparency. I'm gonna have a couple more questions that we can start wrapping this thing up. Um, something else I wanted to ask you is like, okay, so where do you want to take this uh, this thing at? Where do you want to take it? I know we always ask like, what's your goals and three to five years but like 
I wouldn't even say that far. Like by the end of the year, where do you want to, like, what do you want to add to it? Like what more do you want to um, do for the platform? Uh, so we definitely want to have, um, like an annual conference in person Mm. conference. Um, it would still be sort of small scale. Like it wouldn't be thousands of people, just a couple hundred if that, um, where Latinas can connect with one another. And we want to, uh, have like an atmosphere where, where people feel confident in, in, in sharing what they're doing and collaborating and, and making connections to collaborate in the future. Like we, we definitely want to create like an, a conference where you're mm-hmm. learning yeah. and we're providing, providing awesome. resources and insight, um, but you're also connecting with Latinas and, and hopefully those connections lead to working together in some capacity. Um, so that's definitely a goal that mm-hmm. I have in mind. Um, alongside that is, is having some sort of an, an incubator um, so we, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but mm-hmm. we, we have, um, a pretty strong network, uh, called the Mujerista Network. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you join, it's free and we host a variety of like virtual gatherings, um, and, and webinars that, that mm-hmm. talk about, you know, mental health or mm-hmm. finance, um, starting your business. Uh, and then we also share like different resources and grants that are available for, for HEPAs to, to sort mm-hmm. of apply to, um, and so with, with that, uh, with the network, um, I'm sorry, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> you said you, you guys started the network and you, I was basically asking like, what, what more oh, do you want to add to it? The incubator. incubator. Yes. Yes. Sorry. yes. Okay. Let me start. From, You're good. <laughs> um, yeah. So with the, with the network, we have, you know, a great, uh, couple hundred, uh, Latinas that are a part of it and a lot of them have their own businesses or are looking to start their own businesses and there's quite a few of them that are very promising and and we know that they they also need funding and they need resources to help them um, further their business and so we want to start a this sort of incubator um, where you know we would we would help these women um, further their business and find a uh, fine-tune some of the stuff and help them find their voice, help them with their products uh, and creating their products. You know, we, we provide that kind of like financial mm-hmm. support for them. So those are definitely two things that we, we are looking to do in the future. Um, and I think, you know, Sooner is probably launching a podcast of our own. Mm. Um, it's definitely something we've been talking about for like a year and a half <laughs> and it sounds so daunting to me so mm-hmm. I applaud you for doing what you do but we definitely want to eventually start a, a podcast that way we we have you know the the blog where we mm-hmm. have the, the written interviews we share that content and video on on YouTube and and social media and then there's the podcast so mm-hmm. it's like a full circle experience for whoever we're spotlighting um, for them yeah. to, you know, for people to hear their story from all these different avenues. Um, so that's, that's definitely something that we are hoping to do sooner rather than later, yeah. uh, and then have the, the conference and the incubator to follow yeah. up and like scholarships that, that would uplift like young Latinas, mm-hmm. um, and, and whatnot. So there's like a couple of different things that's that awesome. we, we're like, we have on our little yeah. board, um, our to-do list and, and hopefully we'll get there. Yeah, well, we definitely need to talk afterwards because we help people launch their podcast. Just, just a little, um, you know. So we can definitely help Fantastic. you out with that. Yeah, Thank for sure. Um, what is something you would like to see more in our community? What's something that you'd like to see more of, right? And that's kind of a broad question. 
you can take it anywhere you want to take it. But what's something that you see that like, hey, in the in the Latino community and even with Latinas, uh, what's something that you want to see more of? That's a good question. Um, so I think there's definitely been this growth in support um, in support of one another and, and, mm. and collaborating with one another and, and shopping Latinx owned um, and pr- providing like uh, or, or having platforms that are Latinx owned for Latinx people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what we need more of, and I'm also at fault of this too, when it comes to the Mujerista is, is having uh, more Afro-Latino voices mm-hmm. in our spaces as well. And like granting them the space to talk yeah. about their, the difficulties or challenges that they face, um, oh, the racism within our community. Um, and just sharing their stories, uh, you know, that I, I definitely, that's something I definitely need, definitely need to work on with the Mujerista. Mm-hmm. And I think so many other platforms do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a move and a push for it. And that's beautiful to see, but there, there's, there's a long way to go. There's definitely oh, yeah. more, much more needed. Um, and then I also think having uh, stories or content that relates to different um, different cultures within our community. Like there's a very, um, in, in terms of Hispanic and Latino media, it's, it's very, uh, you know, Mexican American, mm-hmm. I, I would say. Um, and I feel like there needs to be uh, more of a push for, for other cultures within the Latinx community that we mm-hmm. share whether it's like Dominican experiences or Nicaraguan experiences, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely, or Bolivian, Brazilian, um, mm-hmm. there, I, I think there needs to be more of a push for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, these things are happening uh, yeah. very slowly. They're happening, but they're, they're, it's happening. Um, yeah. And I would love to see more of it in, in our communities and in our, our platforms as mm-hmm. well. Mm, I, I absolutely love that those are like some topics that i feel like some of the top i don't know if we need to get together like some of the top platforms need to get together and figure out ways how we can continue to push these narratives that you're speaking because speaking about um because for me one of the biggest one is you know um having giving more afro latinos a platform right um we know in media and, and sometimes in music and whatnot, we could only we only see the fair skin, um, you know, Latinos out there. And me growing up in California, there wasn't very many Puerto Ricans out there. It's it's a lot of it's it's right there by Mexico, so the majority of uh, Hispanics out there are Mexicans. So um, a lot of people are not aware that there's Black Puerto Ricans or black dominicans the black cubans you know they're not they're simply not aware and it it's like amazes me right um so that's something that i want to continue to push as well and push that conversation to give more opportunities and plat the platform to people that you know that look like us or that are afro latino as well so i love that i love the aspect so uh, one of the other questions i wanted to to ask you real quick is how can people continue to support the La Modista platform, like what are some ways that people can, can support you guys? So one of the biggest ways you can support us is by signing up to our newsletter. So if you go mm-hmm. to the com and you sign up to our email news blast, that really helps because with social media, it's always changing. The algorithm's changing. What content you're seeing is, is, is always different. Um, and, um, 
same with the web. I'm sorry, it's the social media, you know, it's always changing. And so if there's a day for whatever reason that Instagram decides to kick off the Mujerista, I've lost all of that. And so mm-hmm. if the newsletter is mine, I own it. And so if you can sign up for the newsletter, that that really helps mm-hmm. support us. Um, it also delivers a lot of the content that we're sharing on the website straight to your inbox, any specials or discounts that some of the Latinx founders that we work with want to share to our community, you can find Mm -hmm. them there as well. You can stay up to date with um, what events we have coming up and whatnot. Um, So signing up for our newsletter is definitely number one. Um, And then second is following us on our social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we're trying to do a push for working with national organizations and brands and getting paid to do so. And so Mm -hmm. if we are if we continue to grow our platforms on social media and it stays on and open, um, you know, these, these, these national organizations would be more inclined to work with us because they could see that there is a following, there is a community behind the Mujerista that is uh, in tune and, 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 and really uh, appreciative of what we're doing. Um, and if you're commenting also and liking and sharing mm-hmm. that content with, with your friends and family, uh, that always helps uh, with, you know, the algorithm and all that stuff. So um, definitely sign up to our newsletter, follow us on social. And last but not least, um, for all you Latina jefas who are looking for a community, you can always join the Mujerista Network. It is free um, and you can uh, see the different events that we have coming up. These events are, you know, to improve your professional lives as well as your personal lives. They range from mental health, beauty, uh, wellness, um, Mm -hmm. finance, uh, social media related uh, webinars as well and then we also do like these monthly uh, networking events where you can connect with fellow latinas within our network mm-hmm. and and hopefully uh, connect and collaborate in the future so uh, those are a couple of ways to support yeah. us um, and any any one of those that you're able to do would really go a long way for us absolutely and the last question that i have for you is who is one person that you feel needs to be on the latin wealth podcast ah, <laughs> oh, man. i'm putting you on the one spot person? one person if oh, you got no. two i'll give you there's, two there's but a lot <laughs> um, um yeah. so there's uh oh there, there is one rule okay. you got to know these people you got to be able to connect this with them you know you got to be able to connect this with them <laughs> gotcha so there's um Gabriela Trujillo of Alamar Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a, a Cuban, a founder of a Cuban-inspired makeup brand. It is amazing, mm. um, and I'm a big fan of her products. She's also uh, lives in Miami. Big fan of her products, um, and she recently did a collaboration with Disney, um, wow. the Encanto movie, and so they created a makeup collection wow. inspired by Encanto which was, it's, it's a beautiful collection. Um, the products are insanely great, especially if you're a makeup aficionado, you're going to mm. definitely want to check it out. So I would recommend Gabriela Trujillo. Um, let's see. There's also um, Julissa from um, Rizos Curls. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a hair care brand for textured or curly hair. Um, her products are now in Ulta, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, and target uh, nationwide as well. Mm. 
Um, and she's an incredible woman and she's, she's, she's doing big things and she's self-funded, self-funded as well. And so, um, I would, I would recommend those two. I know that there's more. <laughs> you, you can, you can, uh, you can connect with them later, but those are two phenomenal people that we would love to have on the podcast and we would love to connect with them. Uh, with that being said, we, uh, the, Q, the community appreciates you and your time and you coming on here being transparent um, and talk to, talking to us about your story and the platform you've created. We really appreciate it. And uh, I think it's been a, a phenomenal conversation. Thank you. I had such a great time. I'm very conversational and I probably shared more than I, than I should have. But um, I truly, I truly enjoyed this. And I, I hope it, I hope it helps yeah. um, uh, your listeners who might be doubting whether they mm. should take a risk or not. I, I hope it helps you sort of realize that you should and mm. that it'll, it'll be okay. You know, uh, we have we have a privilege of, of being able to take risks some, and sometimes we, we should, we should try it. Cause you never know where you're going to end up. I would have never expected to be where I'm at right now. And in terms of the Mujerista um, to have conversations with people like Eva Longoria, you know, mm. that's just stuff that I would have never expected in my life. And so um, just take the risks, the most, mm. you know, the worst thing that could happen is you, you get a no or a door closed, but you know, you got to push through and, and keep going. Um, because there's going to be a yes at the other side at some point. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that's all. Absolutely. And that yes can be worth all the no's that you went through. So exactly. uh, again, we appreciate you once again. And with that being said, it's your boy, Chris from Latin Wealth. And we'll catch you guys next week.